Hello and welcome to Music for a While. I'm Jay Nordlinger, music critic of the New Criterion. And this episode is brought to you by a podcast, actually. The Great Detectives of Old Time Radio podcast. More about this exceptional show later. Recently, I was writing about Maxime Lando, an exceptional pianist. First of all, great name, right? Maxime Lando. Also, Maxime is about 18. He was born in 2002. Not sure when he has his birthday. Let me read from the relevant piece of mine. At the Morgan Library in New York, Maxime Lando played a recital under the auspices of young concert artists. Introducing the recital, he said, Hey everyone, this is Maxime. I'm thrilled to be here at the Morgan. I'm going to be playing two pieces that are criminally underplayed. His teenage enthusiasm and naturalness were endearing. The two pieces were the piano sonatas, the sole piano sonatas, of Sibelius and Cacheturian. Sibelius's is an F major, written in 1893. Cacheturian's is an E flat, written in 1961. You can really hear the folk influences that Sibelius puts in, said Maxime. As for the other sonata, this is just a bundle of energy. You can really hear Cacheturian's playfulness with the rhythm, and the second movement almost transports you. I'd love that word, almost. So I hope you enjoy, he concluded, and I'm so happy to be here. Let me read a little bit more. Maxime Lando is a bundle of energy himself. He tends to lean way over the keyboard, Gould style. He has big, wild pianist hair. I think of a line from Irving Berlin's song, I Love a Piano. And with the pedal I love to meddle when Paderewski comes this way. I'm so delighted if I'm invited to hear that long-haired genius play. Speaking of geniuses, Sibelius wrote a fair amount of piano music, although virtually none of it is played. The only piece that gets around, really, is an etude in A minor, Opus 76, number 2, which Life over Ansnes often uses as an encore. Denis Matsueff does the same. And I agree with Maxime. The sonata is criminally underplayed. Well then, let's play it. Or rather, let's hear Maxime Lando play it live in New York. This is the first movement of the sole piano sonata of Jean Sibelius.
We have listened to the young American pianist Maxime Lando, still a teenager, playing the first movement, Allegro, of the Sonata in F Major, Opus 12, by Sibelius. Again, I'm Jay Nordlinger, music critic of the New Criterion, bringing you music for a while. If you'd like to subscribe to our podcast, you may do so via iTunes, Google Play, etc. If you'd like to write to me, the address is Nordlinger at newcriterion.com. 
And now a word from our sponsor. Do you like a good mystery? If so, you'll love the great detectives of old-time radio podcast. Every day, Monday through Saturday, a different detective story from the golden age of radio is posted for your listening pleasure. The current lineup includes Casey, crime photographer, The Fat Man, The Man Called X, Mystery is My Hobby, Yours Truly, Johnny Dollar, and The Silent Men. The podcast is hosted by Adam Graham, who introduces each episode and provides post-episode commentary. He also responds to listener comments and questions. You can listen to The Great Detectives of Old Time Radio for free through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts, as well as by visiting greatdetectives.net. That's greatdetectives.net. You can enjoy an enhanced experience via the Great Detectives app, available for $1.99 in the Apple and Amazon app stores. Well, I can tell you, Adam Graham has hit on a wonderful thing. These old radio shows provide great pleasure, and Mr. Graham does a masterly job with them. Now, let me go back to Maxime Lando. More? Yeah, more. I'll read. For an encore, he played an arrangement, his own, of Stairway to Heaven, the Led Zeppelin song of 1971. To speak personally, maybe too personally, I have always detested this song. It was a pleasure to hear Lando's arrangement. For a stretch, he jazzes up the song, as Fazel Sai does Mozart's Rondo alla Turca. Most gratifyingly, he is continuing a grand tradition, Lando is. Liszt arranged any number of songs and other pieces. In our own day, so do Fazel Sai, Arkady Volodos, Stephen Huff, and Marc-Andre Hamlin, just to name a few. I dare say Earl Wilde would love Maxime Lando's Stairway to Heaven. Yup, true. Here's the young man in his arrangement. Thank you. 
we've heard Maxime Lando in his arrangement of Led Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven. A little blog post, followed by some music. Peter Ilyich Tchaikovsky is in the news. In fact, he's in the sports pages. Russian athletes were in need of an anthem. But doesn't Russia have a national anthem? Yes, but Team Russia is forbidden to use it at the upcoming Olympics and other international sporting events. This is one of the penalties for doping. So, Russia needed a replacement anthem or replacement music. According to news reports, Russian officials first wanted Katyusha. Are you familiar with this music? I will cite Wikipedia. Katyusha is a Soviet folk-based song and military march. It was composed by Matvey Blanter in 1938 and gained fame during World War II as a patriotic song inspiring the population to serve and defend their land in the war effort. Well, the Court of Arbitration for Sports said no to Katyusha. Why? Because, under the penalties, the athletes may not use, quote, any anthem linked to Russia, unquote. That's where Tchaikovsky comes in. Russian officials proposed his Piano Concerto No. 1 in B minor, Opus 23. And this was kosher. Did I say B minor? That's wrong, baby. B flat minor. What part of the concerto, by the way? Reports do not specify, but I suspect it is the sweeping theme that we hear almost at the beginning of the concerto. What music might you have proposed if you had been a proposer? I think of Glier and the Red Poppy. Is the sailor's dance too nationalistic? Too corny? How about Mussorgsky? Something from Boris Godunov? Something from pictures at an exhibition? The Great Gate of Kiev? No, too Ukrainian. Or maybe that would be a positive in the minds of some officials? You can seldom go wrong with the Russian Easter Festival Overture, the Rimsky-Korsakov hit. This, however, might have been ruled out by the arbitration court as an anthem linked to Russia. Speaking of festive overtures, the Festive Overture by Shostakovich? Tchaikovsky offers a wide range of choice all by himself. Just think of the finale to his Symphony No. 4, which incorporates a Russian folk song. In the field stood a birch tree. Also, to speak personally for a moment, I use another finale for a podcast I do, Q&A, that to Glazunov's Symphony No. 5, Heroic, a splendid, stirring piece of music. Needless to say, all the music I've cited, Russian though it may be, belongs to the whole world. This is true of great music at large. I think of Van Cliburn, that Texan, winning the Tchaikovsky competition in 1958, playing, among other things, the Tchaikovsky Piano Concerto No. 1. Music and nationalism and internationalism is a big theme, a big subject. I've addressed it before and will again. Meanwhile, Tchaikovsky is in the news, which is kind of neat. Well, I mentioned a lot of pieces, Russian pieces, marvelous pieces. What do we hear? How about the Glazunov? In its best recording, quite possibly its best performance ever.
final movement, Allegro Maestoso, of the Symphony No. 5, Heroic, by Alexander Glazunov, played by the Royal Scottish National Orchestra, conducted by the Uruguayan José Cerebriere. Really, I'm not sure I know of anything more stirring. From the stirring to the stomping, which is also stirring. Recently, I wrote about an online festival from Tippett Rise, an art center in Montana. One piece on offer was Stomp, a solo violin work by John Corigliano, written in 2010. Some say Corigliano, some say Corigliano. I don't know. The composer was born in 1938, and he has a long history with the violin. His father, John Sr., was a concertmaster of the New York Philharmonic. The son's first piece of renown was a sonata for violin and piano. For the Tippett Rise Festival, Stomp was played by a violinist with an outstandingly beautiful name, Tessa Lark. She is from Kentucky. As a kid, she played in her father's bluegrass gospel band. Let me read a bit from my review, which is in the present tense, by the way, because the festival is, or at least was, available online. Tessa Lark is a very fine violinist and musician, as can be witnessed in Stomp. She handles the classical and popular elements with ease. She also does some stomping, literal stomping, with just the right footwear. A stirring performance. Hear it for yourself, y'all.
We have heard the Kentucky violinist Tessa Lark playing Stomp by John Corigliano. Just great. Believe it or not, I did a piece on TV themes, TV theme music and songs. Longest story. I just want to say here and now that a lot of people voted for Peter Gunn when I asked them about TV themes. I mean, readers wrote in to recommend, single out, and hail this music. Peter Gunn ran from 1958 to 1961. The main character, the title character, was A Private Eye, played by Craig Stevens. And the theme is by Henry Mancini. It gives you urban cool and suggests excitement and danger. It also hints repeatedly at Bolero. I'm sure that Mr. Mancini knew what he was doing. Anyway, marvelous theme, which I think will never be uncool, even as perceptions of cool shift and shift.
We've heard the theme to the old TV show Peter Gunn by the remarkable, enduring Henry Mancini. And with Krista, Krista Ludwig? Yeah, for sure. The great German mezzo-soprano, one of the greatest singers who ever lived, has passed away at 93. Let me read a little bit from something I wrote. As a political journalist, I have interviewed presidents and prime ministers, kings and queens. I have interviewed many other people from various walks of life. I have been starstruck maybe three or four times. It definitely happened when I met and interviewed Krista Ludwig. Skipping ahead a bit. I interviewed her when she was 85 in 2014. She had come to New York to conduct a master class under the auspices of Carnegie Hall, specifically in the program presided over by another great mezzo, Marilyn Horn. Ludwig was staying in the Blakely Hotel, as I recall, on West 54th Street. I walked through the lobby and said to the clerk that I was there to see a guest. Name, said the clerk. Ludwig, I gulped. I pronounced the name in an English, not a German way, to make it easier on the clerk. I could not believe this was happening. The clerk placed a call and then gave me a room number. Go right up, she said. Up I went in the elevator. I had a feeling of surreality. She was waiting for me at the door of her room, warmly smiling. She could not have been more hospitable, whether she was a hotel guest or not. And she was a great, great interviewee. She was candid, game, succinct, insightful, matter-of-fact, funny, informative. We talked about a range of subjects. Her career, of course, and her life, including the war, World War II. Singers, composers, Europe, America, the future. Anyway, that's part of what I wrote. And I must tell you, I left that encounter, that conversation, with a feeling of elation, still starstruck. She sang everything Krista Ludwig did. Songs and operas of many genres, periods, languages, styles. Play just one track? That's practically impossible. But let's have a Brahms song, just a Brahms song. I loved her so much in those, as in everything. Ooh, before I go, I want to tell you a story. I told it in my appreciation of her. In fact, I'll, I'll quote again. Here it is. One day I was talking with Marilyn Horn, and we got on the subject of Ludwig. And I said, what made Krista great? I thought Horn might say something about culture, or teaching, or psychology, something mental. Maybe even something about the war. You know what she said? Great voice. <laughs> yeah, let's not forget that one. So, we will hear Krista Ludwig, accompanied by the great Jeffrey Parsons, in a brief song of Brahms recorded in 1970. Thoughts like melodies steal softly through my mind. Like spring flowers, they blossom and drift away like fragrance. That's a translation by Richard Stokes. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you, Krista.
Richters, oh. 